0: You're listening to the Heart Centered Service podcast. A podcast to help freelancers create the lifestyle of their dreams while doing work that brings them purpose. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin. And I'm your other host, Krista Aoki. Each week we'll release new episodes with tips and personal stories for online service-based entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode three of Heart Centered Service. As a freelancer, you're more than likely running the show.
1: You're conducting market research, communicating with clients, delivering the products, advertising your services, managing your finances.
0: Yeah, all of the things. And a lot of freelancers are high achievers by nature. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to say "stain" as an overachieving freelancer trying to do hashtag all the things. Um, but before we get started, uh, we launched our first two episodes yesterday, and I've been getting great feedback so far, um, and it's actually really cool because, friend, you and I um, know I'm socially awkward. So our episodes have actually acted as starting this conversation with people I know in real life about freelancing. Um, so great job. I'm really excited about the type of content that we're creating. Like, um, we both get to share our topics and or like our passions. And like we said before, we, um, because we're both collaborating, we also both get to shine because we both have two totally different strength sets. So um, if anyone's listening um, and wants to share their story or their feedback, slide into our DMs or join our Facebook group at heartcenteredservice.co backslash community.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking right before we started recording this episode like it's so awesome to just build something with some like collaboration is really really fun because you it's fun to not be doing this building part alone and we both get a chance to shine we both are in our strengths it's been a really fun process and we really do appreciate your support and feedback we really we also really do want to hear from you so join our facebook community reach out to us it will make our day like we love hearing from you guys and if there's anything that you want us to talk about on this podcast we also want to hear about that Um, If there's any questions you have about freelancing or online business or life, we can try to answer it. (laughs) So reach (laughs) out to us.
0: Yes, please. Definitely reach out to us. Um, And even though we both come up with a million ideas during our podcast episodes about what episodes we want to (laughs) have, um, we still really want to know what you guys want to hear and create episodes around that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I guess back to the episode, I really wanted to talk about overachieving for freelancers because I know that we're both high achievers by nature. And I personally wore busy as a badge of honor once I started university, and then that continued into my professional career like I thought it was so cool to sign up for overtime and exhaust myself and tell people well I'm just like so busy (laughs) and so right now um one it's very into rest instead of hustle um I still think it is okay to hustle or four-time um heart or passion into your work like it's okay to be busy and I um recently saw that Elise Grice of Hey Sweet Pea, Um, she posted about how you can have seasons in your business, including a season of hustle, but then also making sure to slot in seasons of rest. So I really wanted to talk about how, I guess to be a busy multi-passionate doing all of the things um, while maintaining your sanity. So Francesca, I know you're also an overachiever by nature, Um, you even talked, I think on Instagram about how, when you told people that you were starting to podcast, they like tilted their heads and asked how you would manage to do that. So, um, what are your thoughts on being an overachiever and working in this industry?
1: Yeah, I got a lot of weird reactions about that. Because for those of you who don't know, um, I already host a podcast of my own called The Reckless Entrepreneur. And then I wanted to start this podcast with Krista. And people were like, how are you going to do that? Um, <laughs> and it was really an opportunity to check in with myself. Because I did used to be that person that needed to be busy, I needed to have a million things going on in order to feel like I was like worthy. Like I felt, I think Krista kind of expressed the same thing. I felt like I had to be busy. But in this particular situation, like podcasting is a passion of mine. I really love talking. I really love um, the process of producing the episodes. Uh, and I have a workflow that like allows me to optimize the time that I spend working on podcasting. Um, and it allows me to like stay up to date without getting overwhelmed. Um, and I just enjoy it so much that it does. It almost doesn't even feel like work. But I think it's important to realize Um, when you're putting a lot of time into something because you truly love it and because it feels you versus are you put like when you're putting time into something because you are seeking some kind of external validation. I think Christos just said that there is good hustle and there's bad hustle. And of course, like you may have a season of like really, um, heart centered, passion driven hustle, but make sure you build in some time for rest. Make sure that there's an end date to that. Um, like when i have coaching clients who are really hustling to build their business while also working a full time job my i'm always in their ear saying like okay so like let's when are we going to get out of this job when is this part going to be over um I worked three jobs when I was in college, and I completely robbed myself of the opportunity to be a real student because I was trying to like get ahead in a competitive field, and I had this like timeline over my head of I want to be really successful before like I hit 25, um, and I burned out on something I really used to love doing. So you do want to be really careful with this stuff. Um, so you have to be constantly checking in with yourself because you can have a busy day that's filled with energy and excitement and flow, or you can have a busy day that is incredibly overwhelming and disheartening so yeah i'm excited to talk about this topic too it's definitely relevant to anybody who's driven enough to start a business like we're prone to to um over overdoing it a little bit
0: yeah definitely and i think you raise a good point here because um you were in a field that you loved you were working in theater and um the And because of, I guess, external goals or also because of your love of theater, you were so busy and um, you caught you like it led to being burnt out. And so that's also another reason why this topic is important, because um, even though we love something and we're working in a field that we love, we can also overdo it if we're not, like you said, checking in with ourselves constantly.
1: Absolutely. You don't want to get burned out on your business because like once you have it built, you don't want to be tired of it because you're going to have to keep doing it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, certainly. And I kind of noticed this too. because I I think I used to work every day. Um, now I am giving my, myself permission to take weekends off or to clock out at the end of the day. And it makes me still really excited to come back to my business. And one of the reasons why I worked every day was because I was scared that if I took a day off, that everything would fall apart. But actually taking a couple of days off, doesn't lead to everything falling apart.
1: <laughs> yeah, time off is so important. So so important. Um which is why we have tips for you guys to um avoid the overwhelm. So if you want to start yeah. us off, Krista.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good segue into um making your yes sacred. So it's okay to take time off and just be selective about who you say yes to um, because this, then your yes becomes exclusive. Like you're not just saying yes to everyone. Your yes um, makes you like, your yes makes you like, oh, I get to work for this person or yeah. So just, so reserve your yes for opportunities that light your fire, not opportunities or work that make you want to drag your feet or like, you're just like, oh, I have to work on this project. Just say yes to opportunities that you're excited about. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, this makes me think of my my college days when I was a very overworked, um, overbooked college student. I had this cycle where I would just constantly double book myself. Like it was like, I couldn't seem to avoid it. Like I would always Say yes to two things and they would end up being at the same time. And it was completely unfair to the people who, you know, I'd made the agreements with and it was unfair to me and it was really stressful. Um, and it was because I wasn't treating my yes as the sacred thing that it should have been. Um, when you say no to something, I think especially if you happen to be a woman, like this is something that we struggle with, like we, we're, we want to, we're conditioned to want to please people. Um, but when you say no to something that doesn't serve you, you're actually doing the person that you're rejecting. You're actually doing them a favor um, because you're, if you're doing something you don't wanna do, you're not gonna be putting the heart into it um, that, you, that you like someone else could. And you're also taking time away from the people who you're gonna to wanna to say yes to in the future, people you've already said yes to. Um, so yeah, make your yes sacred. Um, get comfortable saying no to things because it's actually a kindness.
0: Oh, totally! I love that you put it that way. It does. It serves um, both parties because um, people who you are working with they deserve to also um, be working with the best version of you. And like, and so um, I'm actually kind of guilty. I don't know if you've experienced this before, but I said I said yes to building a friend's website for free last year, and um, it. it it, it's kind of like what she said. It didn't serve either of us. Actually, she ended up suffering because my heart wasn't totally in the project because I was worried about other things, and so, and I had my hesitations at the beginning of the project, and it turned out that at the by the end of this really big project, I should have listened to my my gut. So as women too, we have the, um, we have that inclination to say yes to, or to say yes to everything and be that people pleaser. But, um, we should, I guess, learn to be more in touch with our intuition and, um, yeah, like listen, listen a little bit more.
1: Yeah. And that like, we could, this could be a whole segue. So I, I won't take us too far in this direction, but that I'm glad you brought up like the topic of doing your service, your business service for free. um, Because I have been in that situation before where I have done free work for family members or for friends. And it's true. Like it's, if, so um, if you're a freelancer and you're doing like website design, you're working with other business owners, right? When you give your services away for free, what you're telling to the other person is that you don't take their business seriously enough to charge them. That is how we take each other seriously as entrepreneurs, is by actually exchanging money and not taking each other's time without an investment. It just makes sense. Um, but anyway, that's a whole other topic. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I just thought of all of these bullet points, but I guess we could really talk about how um, to look at money, like the different ways of looking at money as a freelancer in the future. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I have a whole episode on my other podcast about how money gets its energy. And yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: we can That's really, can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think, um, I guess talking about money, um, can go into, um, this other point that we have, which is to allocate a part of your income to treating yourself. So, um, I know that you and I both think about money differently. Um, But I think that one of the ways that I've, I guess, burdened myself out is through not paying myself from my business for, I think it was one year. And luckily, like I had my day job on the side, and I had my savings. But um, it was really empowering. It was a really empowering switch to start um, allocating a part of my income to treating myself because. then it kind of eliminates that that desire to always be working, and then it helps you enjoy it helps you enjoy things and experiences a little bit more, like a weekend with friends or a night like a nice dinner. Um, so yeah, I had to teach myself how to treat myself, um, which also in turn helped me, um, I guess, steer away from the constant desire to work. Mm -hmm. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that's a huge money mindset thing. And I think like 90% of entrepreneurs struggle with this, which is paying yourself and then also like spending that money that you earn in your business that you worked really hard to earn in some cases on something that may be seen as like frivolous. frivolous. (laughs) Like for example, I just started like getting my nails done regularly because I work on the computer and I like like having my nails look nice. I like having my hands look nice and it's a really nice way for me to treat myself because I live out of a backpack. I don't really have a lot of nice clothes to wear, just like a few outfits. Um, But that that really changes your mindset and your energy if you're doing things for yourself, if you're actually taking care of yourself and doing nice things for yourself, and that goes back to money mindset because um, building a business is really hard work. And I think a lot of times when people put the time into that and they earn that money, they want to hold on to it because they're like, it was so hard for me to get this money, but um, by holding on to that money, you're basically saying like, there's no more coming. Um, so you know, using your money, like enjoying your money is a great way of like just like tapping into that flow of abundance that I could get really woo and talk about. Um but yeah, that's a really good point. Um and another point that you had was like having hobbies outside of your business, which I think this kind of goes into money mindset too, because um you were saying that you worked all the time on your business because you were like afraid to step away from it or like maybe because you enjoyed it a lot and like that was your that was like how you enjoyed yourself was doing the work that you do in your business. Um, But not everything that you do has to necessarily be a moneymaker. We live in a very practical world. And um, I think like when you take time out of your day to like go and like draw a picture or go for a walk or like ride a bike or like do something that you enjoy, people can be like, Oh, maybe you should be working or like that little inner tyrant in your head is like, Oh, you should be working. But um, that, Having something outside of your business that you enjoy is so important to like living a balanced life. What do you think about that?
0: Um, Definitely. Like I totally had to teach myself how to have hobbies outside of my business because um, my business started out as a side project and as a blog and it was my hobby. It was my creative outlet. Um, and now I kind of have to, even even though I love learning and I love doing what I do, I have to still, for, I think, um, force myself to step away. <laughs> but... Um, So like even when I do, I have like what you're saying, like that little timer into my head that's like, oh, why are you taking a break right now? Like, (laughs) um, but I think it's just we um, grow up in the society where work is during a certain time or um, we have to work this many hours in the day. And so it's kind of like mindset work even to really like train yourself like, okay, you don't have to work from nine to five every day, especially if you're feeling less productive, like why don't you work when you're most productive and um, give yourself permission to step away and enjoy other things and yeah.
1: Yeah, if you're stalling, just if it's like, if, there's, if it's not flowing, if it's not, if you're not in your work, then you have every right to just step away from it because we're not, we're not in a nine to five corporate job. There aren't people paying us to spend a certain amount of time in an office we can step away from our work. It's okay. I'm giving you... It's okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah, even when um, we were in New Zealand, there was a weekend where um, we didn't have Wi-Fi at the hostel, and you're just like, oh, okay, I guess i will check my emails on Monday. Yeah, that's
1: taken a lot of work for me, and
0: I was even... I was working with a coaching
1: client as we were traveling around New Zealand, and it was like disastrous because we were traveling the time zone was confusing me we like New Zealand does not have the best Wi-Fi which is not something that I anticipated and but the client was so kind and so understanding and like I she still got her money's worth like I I gave her all the coaching sessions that she paid for they just didn't all happen in order (laughs) but um and I just surrendered to it because like it's fine like we don't have to we don't have to be so hard on ourselves when we're not like perfectly working all all the time
0: yeah actually that brings up a really good point too on um i think that it's really cool that you surrendered like okay i can't control this situation um and you communicated with your clients about like what was going on and you still have like an amazing relationship with her you guys ended on such a great note and Um, And you still talk today, right? So um, I think as overachievers, we tell ourselves, like, oh, shoot, like, I'm sick or um, I – something's wrong and I can't make this – like, I might not make this deadline. And we freak out a little bit, but um, that's, like, surrendering to the situation and just, like, communicating with people. Um, Like, don't make it, like, a habit or anything, but – or, you know, but, like – Surrendering, surrendering when a situation is out of your control and being really communicative and upfront about it. I think that's um, that's something also like we have to kind of learn how to do.
1: Yeah we work online we deal with wi-fi so we have to <laughs> be able to just when like uh, when we were going to go live for our Facebook launch the wi-fi in my coworking space cut out immediately before that and we just had to deal with the situation. Um, and that's that's just the reality of working on the internet and it's fine
0: totally yeah totally (laughs) um so the next point that I wanted to bring up is to stay away from negativity so negativity has actually um made me want to kind of like close up um online and I actually stopped publishing blog articles because of like Oh, this is, this just got really personal. I stopped pu- publishing blog art- articles because of like some negative feedback that I was receiving and it made me feel super uh, self-conscious and super aware um, because I think um, as overachievers we're we've gone over this, like we're people pleasers. So as high achievers, then um, you might be be like dying to prove your, prove your worth to people. Um, so a lot of people get scared of getting started and I have this conversation all the time. I just had this conversation last week with someone who is scared of getting started freelancing, um, because they're scared of what people will say or because people in their life might not be supportive of a big move, like starting a freelance business, or it's just like this internal anxiety. Um, so I read this Pat Flynn article called "Why People Really Hate Us Online." I'll link it in the show notes. Um, but the key takeaway from this really great uh, article is that if you're on the receiving end of hate, as Pat Flynn suggests, it's usually because you're doing something great, bold, and game changing. Game changing. So that challenges um, people who would rather not try anything. So um, for for this point to like stay away from negativity, I think it's more like kind of learn how to overlook that and still build your confidence so that you can move forward. And one of the reasons why people might criticize you is because you're doing something great and you're because you're doing something different.
1: Mm -hmm. When somebody is giving you negative feedback, like in a really unkind way, it says way more about them than it'll ever say about you. Um, And that goes for like, I've, I've, I've had experiences, not very many, but I've had experiences like this with uh, clients before. Um, Not so much like it's actually surprising because my other podcast is quite edgy. It's kind of surprising that I haven't really gotten a lot of uh, negative feedback on that one. Um, But if you know whatever whatever people are saying to you good or bad it really does say more about them than it does about you um and I haven't read that Pat Flynn article but um there's this book that I really love called The Artist's Way um highly recommended for anyone who wants to pursue entrepreneurship we can link that one in the show notes too um and she says in like the first couple of chapters that like um a lot of us give up our dreams, like, kind of early on in life. Like, we, we fall into, like, the very practical narrative of how we're supposed to live life. And people who kind of take themselves out of the game of chasing their dreams, they sit on the sidelines and they shoot down the people who are still going for what they want. It's just, like, this weird, um, mean thing that people do when they're hurting. Um And it's just important to remember that. And it's also important to remember, like if you're in a position where you feel like you've given up on something and you feel bad about it, um, work on yourself and don't shoot other people down. Like don't fall into that pattern yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess one of the things too is like, Oh, people can be so, people can be so mean on the internet and, um, maybe they don't understand or maybe they're um hurting or whatever, but I was watching this Brene Brown special on Netflix called The Call to Courage and um this she was talking about her experience after she um after she had that TEDx talk about vulnerability which or the power of vulnerability which we will also link in the show notes and um people were people were just downright criticizing her and bullying her and um, just not really being constructive about her being vulnerable. Like, Oh, who's this like woman being like talking about vulnerability. And um, one of the, one of the things she talks about in this Netflix special is that you should accept constructive criticism from people who are also your cheerleaders. So people who are ready, like uplifting you and celebrating you. Um, So like, she gave the example of like, Oh, yeah, like, um, I think you're great. But like, this is this is what I think you can do better. I think you create but this is maybe where you're going wrong. Or like, this is my insight, like people who are ready, like, um, respecting you. And so I guess like not talking to you from a place of Hate or um, anger or jealousy, envy of like where you're going in life. So um, yeah,
1: yeah. And I I haven't watched the Netflix special yet, but I have read one of her books. I read Dare to Lead, and it was really a game changer for me. And one of the things she said in that book was, "If you aren't, I might I'm misquoting this. I'm just paraphrasing. If you aren't in the arena getting your ass kicked every once in a while, I'm not interested in your feedback." Um, which basically like don't take advice from people who aren't where you want to be like um some people are going to give you advice to like bring them back bring you back down to their level and like smile and nod and then just go and keep doing you Mm -hmm. Uh, i think that's really important another thing that she did in the book she didn't i actually did this exercise myself Um, she had you she has you take a piece of paper that's one inch by one inch so like a very small piece of paper and write down the names of the people in your life whose opinion matters. Um, you likely only have a handful of people in your life who know you and know your journey, know your journey, know your path, know your goals, um, who know about where you want to go and who actually have like your highest interests at heart. Those are the only people who are allowed to give you feedback and have you listen to their feedback. Um, so if if that exercise is calling you, like it's super easy to do it yourself. Um, Krista, you're on my little note card, just so you know, (laughs) Um, but just like, yeah, and you only only get that one inch by one inch space and you only get to pick people who like, you only get the number of names that fits on that um, note card. So challenge yourself to do that.
0: Ooh, I love that because it's it helps you clear out the noise of everyone who wants to give you advice basically <laughs> um, and we talked about this in one of our previous episodes don 't accept unsolicited business advice from someone who knows nothing about what you 're doing
1: mm-hmm. we we 're in a very groundbreaking place building online businesses' it 's it's, it's a brand new thing. And most people really don't know about it unless they're out there trying or building online businesses. Um, but one thing that really, the thing that surprised me the most about entrepreneurship is how many people wanted to tell me what they thought I should be doing with my business. And it's, it's it like honestly floored me when I first started out, but now I just it's just normal. Like people are going to have opinions cause you're out there doing big things. Um, most of those opinions don't, don't get to actually be acted upon. Only the ones from people who would fit on your note card.
0: I love that too. And um, sometimes people aren't contributing to a healthy garden where you can flourish and grow. So that exercise of the one inch by one inch note card of people whose opinion you respect just mutes those that extra noise. Um, yeah, like I really like the idea of surrounding yourself with people who are going through similar things or like you said, a friend, like who are where you want to be. Um, so then, um, they understand where you're, what you're going through and like, maybe that's an online keep community. If no one around you know, understands what you're doing, because sometimes we could be in a situation where it's just like, Oh, well, I'm the only freelancer in my neighborhood. Who do I talk to? Like, um, but the that's the power of working on the internet. Like I once co-ran a Harry Potter role-playing community and I led a World of Warcraft guild full of Hawaiians. So um, I think that you can definitely find or create your circle of super nerds online.
1: Yeah. I love that about the internet. I have met so many, it's like not creepy anymore to meet people on the internet. It used to be like a stranger danger thing, but that has apparently been done away with. Um, and it's (laughs) awesome. Um, and even like, like, yeah, if you're in a position where like you don't have a lot of that, you're not surrounded by other entrepreneurs. You don't have a lot of that positivity in your life. Um, that's just a moment in time. Like, just remember that, like this is just a moment in time and you're gonna get to a place where you're like surrounded Physically by an awesome like fam of people, an awesome tribe. Um, But until then, yeah, connect with those online communities and even like listen to podcasts. Like when you listen to podcasts, it's almost like hanging out with really cool people. Um, And for me, like there's podcasts that I listen to that are just very conversational, like this one, and it really just puts me in a good mood to like hear really cool people having an awesome discussion. and one thing that comes to mind as we're talking about this that I wrote down, it's it's sort of like a subtopic of this. Um, this is about um, really curating your circle. So um, there's this book called The Power of Habit. Again, another game changer for me. I think I did like two episodes about it on my other podcast because that book, like, I read it and my whole world changed. Um, but they talk a lot about willpower, um, and willpower is basically your ability to do something that you like don't really want to do. Like, it takes a lot of willpower to build a business, like to get yourself out of bed every morning, to like sit down at your computer, to work diligently. That takes willpower and discipline. Um and we only have a certain amount of it. You actually can run out of willpower. Um it like resets every day. Um so and it takes willpower to deal with negative people when you're surrounded by people who want to bring you down or who are complaining who are just yeah, putting negativity out there—it takes willpower to deal with them. That is willpower that could be used in improving your life There was this. So they explained it. They um, described a experiment that they did. Um, like it was a psychological experiment among like a, a focus group, and it actually like it makes me laugh. So I'm gonna tell the story. <laughs> there were they got this group of people and they put them in a room and they um, they put out a plate of artichokes and a plate of chocolate chip cookies. And they told one half of the group, they're only allowed to eat the chocolate chip cookies. Don't touch the artichokes. You have to only eat chocolate chip cookies. And then, sorry, I said artichoke. Um, it was apricots. apricots not, not artichokes. Apricots. Um, yeah, and then the other group was like, you are, they said, you're only allowed to eat the apricots. Um, Don't touch the cookies. So you can imagine which group had to exercise their willpower. Obviously, like it takes a lot of willpower to like munch down on a root vegetable when there's a plate of chocolate chip cookies in front of you. And then they, um, they told them that the next part was like a filler, but this was actually the experiment. They had them try to solve an unsolvable puzzle. And they were basically like, this is just like, you know, we're we're filling space before the experiment starts. They do this with psychological experiments a lot. They tell you that you're waiting, but you're actually in the experiment. Um, So they wanted to see how long each person was going to stick with the puzzle. And the people who had eaten the apricots, they were the ones who gave up faster. And some of them even got mad. So like, they used up their willpower. Um, And this is really important to recognize. If you're trying to build something big, don't waste your willpower hanging out with your friend who's like always complaining about this, who's always criticizing you because that is energy that you are taking away from something that is actually important.
0: Oh, I love that. And it's, it's really cool to be aware of that and to be aware of that experiment. It helps you really yeah, like take in and evaluate your life, um, and just your surroundings and how you're giving your willpower to maybe things, negative energy that's holding you back from, um, being successful, I guess.
1: And that kind of brings us into another thing that can be a really big energy waster, um, which is chasing perfection. So (laughs)
0: Yeah, the never ending chase um, of perfection. <laughs> because you think like you're working so freaking hard to make this perfect. And then you're finally there. And then you see another small thing that Oh, it would only take 20 minutes to redo or tweak. And then Oh, there's another way that you can make this a little bit better. <laughs> so yeah, like, there's always room to go back and tweak in the future because there's the common um, phrase, I guess, which is done is better than perfect. So um, I think it's really big to just allow yourself to step away from the project um, or maybe you're waiting for something. You're, You're so obsessed with the end result being perfect that you're waiting to start until, you're in the perfect situation. Um, but as an overachiever, you have to really um, teach yourself that done is better than perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that because it's true. When you're trying to make something perfect, you're just continuing to not put it out into the world. You're continuing to not move forward because you're stuck on something. And perfectionism is usually just anxiety and self-worth issues that are preventing you from like actually like moving forward and taking a big step in your life because it's it's scary to put things out there when you're trying to build a business like when um, you're trying to create something but in perfectionism can be a really good excuse to like not actually follow through with it too um, to that i have you know pretty simple um, response perfection literally doesn't exist and if it did exist it would be boring and it would be a waste of time to even spend an ounce of time trying to get to it because I would rather see um, like a, a scrappy, slightly messy, but very beautiful attempt at expressing something than like something that you have carefully and meticulously thought out and, and methodically created and robotically, you know, put out. I'd rather see the first one because the first one is human and <laughs> and we are all humans. So, yeah.
0: yeah, there's a little bit more personality. Um, And who, I mean, who actually likes those people on social media who lead perfect lives? Like, I think, (laughs) I I think, like, people don't because they know it's not true. Like, perfection doesn't exist. Um, But one way as a freelancer, I wrote in the notes, like, let's make this actionable. (laughs) Um, so one way as a freelancer, um, or as someone who wants to freelance is just, just put up a website or work on your LinkedIn. Like what are you waiting for to work on it and to just write a simple bio, what you do, who you help. Um, add that to your LinkedIn description or your website description. My freelance website is super simple right now. It basically just says, Hey, I'm Krista. I do design. Here's how you can reach me. Because um, And um, it's done is better than perfect. Like people, people now know that what I do and it's just this, yeah, it's just the first step that, just get something out there and then work on work on the rest in the future, tweak things in the future.
1: Yeah, we're definitely going to touch on this in our upcoming marketing series. Um, But you don't have to have a perfect website and a perfect social media strategy and an email list in order to get a client. Like that's just insane. Nobody would ever get clients if that was the case. You can get you can start freelancing, you can start earning money before you even have a website up. And your first website does not have to be like perfectly branded and, and amazing. It just has to be clear and that's it. it's, it's literally as simple as that. Um, so yeah, done is better than perfect. It's, it's a great mantra to just to bring forward into your business life and beyond.
0: Yeah, and I like that you said that too. Yeah, you don't need a website. Um, there, there's just, everyone has an opinion about how to be successful, but then, like, you don't have to listen to all of the opinions and all of the advice. You just need to really start taking step one and then take the next step. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to do the marketing series because that'll, um, that really goes in line with everything that we're saying right now.
0: yeah that's super exciting I'm excited for every episode that we're we have um, ready to record actually
1: let's just launch
0: all of them right now (laughs) can we please that's like my (laughs) job (laughs) but um, (laughs) in the meantime our last point about um, staying sane as an overachiever um, and this is coming from so I don't know if I'm an introvert or an extrovert I think I'm like a shy extrovert or socially awkward extrovert but is to join communities and so the reason why i think joining communities is so important as an overachiever is having you can't do this alone like um you and I, we have, we have this podcast and our podcast wouldn't be um, at the level it is. And I think it's pretty great um, without each other. And so it's really good to just have a circle of people who you can go back, uh, go to for feedback or for support. Um, Yeah. So Francesca, what do you think about communities as an overachiever? Um,
1: I think when it comes to like building businesses and being an overachiever, you, you can't go down this path alone. Um, whether it's like literally collaborating with somebody like we are, which, um, is awesome or just surrounding yourself with like a mastermind or a close circle of people who are, who have similar goals as you. Um, that's huge. I would say that it is, it's necessary to have long-term sustained success because you're going to want to bounce your ideas off of people. You're going to want to want people who like know what they're talking about. you're going to want, you're going to want positivity around you because it is a massive undertaking to do something like this, to build a business or to do anything that, that you're trying to like really take control over your life and your career. Um, you need to be surrounded by a community of people who are going to support you. It's absolutely necessary um and then eventually like maybe you you build with the people that you meet in that community like Krista and I met at a co-working space and now like a little over a year later we've been able to create something together and i just think that's so so awesome
0: yeah and even though it's been um over a year since we met um we also had like throughout our friendship we've had like this online um mastermind group that's not officially a mastermind group but it's just like we're able to share our wins or like be like hey guys can you listen to this when you were starting um the reckless entrepreneur you sent us um your intros and we were able to give you feedback on it and um or we just send like oh i watched this cool webinar or i'm doing this cool thing and it's just having that support from from a group of people who understand your your business or your um what you're into that's really really um amazing and you don't have to have like you don't have to have that um communi- community of people who you just know IRL um you can also slide into slide into people's DMs or um message people and inter- start interacting with people on Facebook
1: mm-hmm.
0: like yes, our Facebook group
1: <laughs> yes like our Facebook group
0: we yeah so yeah and someone actually a few months ago so, um I mentioned, I think I posted a screenshot from our my discord channel with you and elizabeth and um someone asked me like oh do you have a discord community because um people really do want to be chatting and having conversations with like-minded people so if you are interested in freelancing or you are a freelancer and you want to celebrate your wins or ask questions or just, yeah, um, talk about what's going on um, in your, your work life. Um, we have our Facebook group as a start, which is um, heartcenteredservice.co backslash community.
1: Yeah, definitely drop into that community. Cause I think one of our main missions is to help you guys cultivate that circle of people who are going to support you in your entrepreneurial journey. Um, and yeah, we would love to have you there. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) What are some other ways that we can be connecting with like-minded people?
0: Ooh, good question. Um, well, I think one of the ways is through networking events. Like I'm going to this conference this weekend, um, called craft and commerce. They actually have a Facebook group and, um, last week, starting last week, they, um, they have been encouraging people to just record a video and, um, and start, you can start engaging with people before you're even at the conference. So um, it's like it as an introvert, it's really cool because it, takes away some of the social anxiety that it comes with, like, oh, meeting someone or trying to figure out if you're asking the right question. Um, So, yeah, going to in-person networking events um, is really high on my um, list. But if you can't do that, then there are even online summits or um, mastermind groups um, and different or even coffee chats. Don't you schedule coffee chats with other entrepreneurs? I do. I do all the time. I, um,
1: I happen to be on the more outgoing side, but I mean, anybody can really do this. You just have to like do it once, even though you're nervous and then just kind of like keep doing it. But I am always reaching out to people and asking if they want to hop on the phone with me. I do a lot of um, market research. So I find people who are similar to like clients that I'd like to work with or who might be good for an offer that I'm working on and I just get them on the phone and I just talk to them about what they need and what they are what what they want and what their life is like and it has connected me with a lot of really cool people and I've learned a lot about how I want to build my business so it's awesome I definitely recommend it
0: oh that's amazing as an overachiever it can be really easy to want to stay in your lane and to want to like um oh this to just have that pride thing, because the reason why I guess people become overachievers is partially because as we were saying, like the external validity. Um, and so it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pride that comes with like doing something on your own or like something being all of your own. But the truth is like, you can't just do everything on your own there. You really, um, we really th- thrive and flourish when we have the community to support us. Yeah, absolutely. Let people support
1: you. That's, like, one of the number one ways to prevent burnout. Just, like, let people support you.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, um, last week, I (laughs) admitted to myself that I needed to ask for help. And, um, wow, so I'm going to sound really hypocritical saying this, but... (laughs) um, Like I, um, I rarely, or I try to rarely subcontract work and because I I like to just do, do things on my own and design things on my own. But last week I realized I got to a point where, okay, no, I need to take a few things off of my plate so I message a friend who is able to help me out with things that um, I just would not have been able to do last week <laughs> so, because of time
1: <laughs> that's awesome yeah we're not perfect we're, we're always um, even the lessons that we teach on this podcast we're still actively learning them ourselves that's great yeah yeah <laughs> So that's um, pretty much what we wanted to cover in this episode. I guess, um, what are some of the main takeaways that um, you can implement into your life after all of the things that we have just said? So um, say no to more things, have a hop yeah. outside of your business, um, <laughs> do something to treat yourself, um, invest some money in just like treating yourself and um, getting yourself
0: nice things. Yeah. I- one of one of my favorite takeaways is to to really mute the noise and i think that as a perfectionist you're so worried about the noise and so what you're saying about like being aware that you only have a certain amount amount of willpower and so to kind of stay in your lane and um and stop surrounding yourself with negative people is really important to be honest if i get too jealous of another entrepreneur who's just perfect and amazing and like doing all of the things that I can't keep up with I mute them for a while because I I really can't focus on like being super jealous of them like I really just should just be focusing on what I'm doing and what I'm trying to accomplish for myself so if something turns from not being a learning experience to just like um, <laughs> <and> envy <be laughs> then I try to uh, take that out of my life yeah
1: yeah there's no shame in that if you know you're gonna react a certain way just to like get it out of there so that's awesome
0: yeah totally so oh this was a really fun episode fan like <laughs> yeah i had a good time <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I guess if you're listening right now, thanks for listening to us chat about overachieving. If you're an overachiever, um, shoot, send us a DM, let us know your story of chasing perfection because we actually, one of our best friends, Elizabeth, she is, she is total perfectionist. And I think just, um, she has such a great, wonderful idea and it's, It and she wanted to, one of her struggles was like um, having so much that she wanted to do with the project. But when she finally like simplified it and decided like, no, this is how I want to move forward. And this is how I'm going to move forward. Then I heard like the difference of clarity in her and I heard like her so much less stressed out. So yeah, like done is better than perfect. So share with us your done is better than perfect story (laughs) I would love
1: to hear those stories
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um, hopefully we'll be on iTunes by um, Monday when this episode releases so don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review to let us know what you think of our episodes so far
1: yeah we can't wait to hear from you also that's the only way that we can rise up in the iTunes algorithm so it also helps us a lot if you could leave a rating and review
0: oh yeah absolutely And yeah, with that, um, thanks for
1: listening and we will be back in your ears next Monday.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening. Aloha.